Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, guys, today we are going to talk about clients, and we're going to talk about having conversations with clients uh, that are less than fun, less than fun conversations. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of your conversations with clients will be easy. A lot of them will be, a lot of them will be fun, Um, but sometimes you will come up against situations that you don't know how to deal with, Uh, and we're going to go over some of them today. I think one of the first things that I want to remind everyone is, this is something we say in the CCA group a lot uh, and on coaching calls a lot, but clients don't know how to be clients. Uh, They were not born knowing how to do what you want them to do. Um, And even if they've worked with copywriters in the past, maybe those copywriters Mm -hmm. never told them how to work with them. Um, You know, Clients are not mind readers. If you want something or you need something from a client, you have to tell them or you have to ask for it. And the same thing with if clients are doing something that is annoying you or that is not working for you, you have to tell them. And you obviously, you have to find a very diplomatic way to tell them, which is what we're going to talk about here today. Wow, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin almost came out there. Did you hear that? (laughs) Diplomatic. (laughs) Diplomatic way to tell them. I guess that's not really Wisconsin. Um, But find a diplomatic way to tell them. Um, but that's, and that's what we'll go over today, but your clients don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So if you're finding something they're doing annoying or problematic or anything like that, the first thing to do is to step back and say, okay, what would I like to be happening instead? What would I prefer Mm -hmm. to be happening instead? And to also know that they're not intentionally doing it to mess you up or Mm -hmm. to be difficult. Mm -hmm. They probably don't know that they're being difficult or not even difficult, but just not working with you in the way that you want Mm -hmm. to be worked with. Yeah. Uh, So reframing that as they're not 
coming to get you or, you know, pull a fast one on you that mm-hmm. they're just, they just don't know. Yeah, exactly. And then actually I would say step two of that, once you figure out what, what you would like to be happening instead is to, to turn that inward, be introspective and think to yourself, okay, is there any way that I could have prevented this? Or is there any way that mm-hmm. I kind of encourage this interaction? Um, you know, if you have clients that are emailing you at nine o'clock at night and you are returning the emails at nine o'clock at night, guess what? Exactly. Guess what? If they keep emailing you at nine o'clock at night, you have encouraged that because you responded to that email. So they think it's okay. This My copywriter doesn't mind responding to me at nine o'clock at night, or they, they think they can, they can expect responses at nine o'clock at night. So it, it's really important when you are dealing with your clients to assess whether this is something that you might have encouraged or something that you let happen uh, or even just boundaries or or boundaries that you didn't make to begin with or steps that you didn't make clear to begin with. For example, let's say, we'll dig right in. For example, mm-hmm. let's say you send you send um, through to your client the first round and mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you, or you have a call with them or, and explain everything, or you send along a loom with it, going over a loom video, going over exactly what's in it. Um, and then let's say you don't hear back from them and a week has gone by and you don't hear back from them. Mm-hmm this would not be the time to be like, oh, my client's so awful. I haven't heard back from them. I can't. Uh, and it's Or the worst, that they hate the copy. It's been a whole week and they haven't yes. said anything. Yes. Or, or on the other hand, they must love it. They haven't said anything. Exactly. Any of that. Exactly. But this is not the time to, to complain about clients. It's not the time to make mm-hmm. any assumption about clients. Because here's the thing. You just sent it through, you know, and it would be tempting to complain and be like, well, they're setting the whole project behind. I'm supposed to deliver them final copy by X date, but I haven't gotten any feedback. Mm-hmm. You are doing yourself no benefit by complaining about it or and complaining about it to other people who can't do anything about it. Because again, this would be one that you want to turn inward. And I say this with so much love because I'm sure this is a mistake that I've made earlier in my career. Um, but turn it inward and go, okay, well, did you ever tell them when you needed the feedback by? Did you mm-hmm. set any kind of expectations? Do, do they know? Because again, clients don't know how to be clients. Do they know when to send feedback? Do they know how to send feedback? Do they know? You have to think of yourself as as coaching your clients to be clients and giving them, helping them help you. Mm -hmm. And I think as copywriters, we think, well, we want to make it easy for our clients. So I don't want to give them a deadline. Giving them a deadline makes it so much easier so they can prioritize it within whatever else they're doing. You know, deadlines are so important. And if you don't have them, it's very easy for that thing without a deadline to just float and float until it, the other things with deadlines keep coming. That last thing that doesn't have one is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. So giving them a deadline, but then also is part of that process, telling them how you best want to receive feedback, how it is most effective for you. So for example, I, uh, it was wildly frustrating to have a client go into a document, whether it's Google or Word doc or whatever, and just make a bunch of shit, rewrite the copy essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being clear to say, 
hey, if there's something you like, please call that out with a comment. If there's something you don't like, you can also highlight it with a comment. Some of them might not know how to use track changes, so you might have to dig into that deeper if needed. Mm -hmm. um, you can do a loom and show them uh, or just write out you know, very clear instructions if you know that your client knows how to use that feature. Um, but again, don't make assumptions. So you might as well, might as well make a loom and link to it. If, Hey, mm -hmm. if you need more, here's, here's how to do it. Um, or, you know, tell them to, if there's something specific that you want to suggest, you know, use the track changes, but don't feel like you have to rewrite copy. That's me. I've got it for you. So please explain why something isn't working or why something is working. And I can use that to, to do around two. Mm -hmm. um, but being very clear on, how you want to receive the feedback and when you need to receive it by, mm -hmm. Hey, I need this by, if you could get the, turn these around any stakeholders that also need to review it, consolidate your feedback because that's the other thing. Sometimes you'll get a document. I've gotten documents back where it's two different stakeholders and they're conflicting in what they're saying. Um, they don't know what, what, you know, something's going on within the company that they haven't figured out yet that impacts the messaging and, so, you know, have to send it back mm -hmm. and say, hey, just, you know, can you. You're going to need to get on the same page yeah. there, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. So consolidated feedback is how I phrase it now from all stakeholders by, you know, Friday at blah, 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 and by mm -hmm. end of day Friday or morning, beginning of the morning, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you need to mm -hmm. yeah. have the time to turn around your V2. Exactly. It can be just that simple of a line. So this is what mm -hmm. you could have done beforehand to present the, to prevent this, this occasion mm -hmm. of late feedback. So it can be mm -hmm. a simple line that says, Hey, just sending this through, see, you know, the attached loom for some information about what the choices I've made and you know, that kind of thing. And, um, please be sure to make sure that we stay on schedule to get final copy mm -hmm. by X date. Please be sure to send me through consolidated feedback by X date. Simple as that. That's it. It's it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's polite. It's and that's all you need. Now, mm -hmm. let's say you didn't send that as part of mm -hmm. part of sending through your copy. Um, what could you say now to let your client know that they need to send you feedback again instead of being like, "Oh, my client's being so slow with the feedback," or mm -hmm. making any kind of assumption? Now is the time to shoot an email to your to your to your client or call them, mm -hmm. whatever you prefer to do, and just say, "Hey, wanted to make sure that you saw that I sent through the copy. Um, just a quick reminder." that in order to deliver final copy by, uh, by X date, uh, I'll need to get feedback on this by X date. So mm -hmm. same thing, just it's, it's the same concept. Just obviously, if you can, you want to do it beforehand mm -hmm. because now they may have to scramble and you may not be able to make, or you, because you kind of and I say this again with a lot of love, but you let this drag on for a week and didn't tell them when you needed to give them feedback, when they needed to give you feedback, you may have to scramble a little bit to catch that, to, to hit that, that date, mm -hmm. but set those expectations. Yeah. And if client misses their deadline, then at that point you can say, okay, I'll do my best to squeeze this in still to meet the deadline, but I can't guarantee it now. And so, or whatever it is, or if you really, really can't then, okay, this is going to, here's when I can meet this now and mm -hmm. shift and work out the timeline together or hop on a yeah. call. It's so much easier to talk it through. Hey, do you have 15 minutes? Let's look at our schedules and make sure that we mm -hmm. can work out timelines and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. It's it's totally within your rights. If a client is behind on getting you feedback, it's totally within your rights to just say, you know, just as a reminder, getting this feedback late or getting this feedback after X date is going to impact the date that I can mm -hmm. deliver and that will also often help clients be like, oh, yeah, ooh, I got to do I that. Okay. This. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, and I will say too, any of these 
friction points that you have with clients, always opportunities to refine your process, refine how you're doing things, always opportunities for learning. Exactly. What could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. And that will help you with all of your future clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to note, if you notice with these emails too, in everything we're writing with a copywriter, we should be thinking not just about the benefit to us of like, yes, I need this to hit my deadline, but it's the benefit to the client too, right? They want to hit their deadline. So, hey, in order for you to launch this on time or so that, you know, meet the deadline we agreed on, whatever it is, and framing it that way. So mm-hmm. any communication, see how you can focus it on why it matters for the client and why they should care. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So what about a client who um, has given you feedback? You've delivered the feedback. They're like, great, this is done. And mm-hmm. then you've invoiced. You've invoiced. A <laughs> couple weeks later, they come back and say, oh, you know what? I just looked at this. Can we get changes on this? That's when you say, great, should I, I can come up with a quote for you for, Mm -hmm. let's hop on a quick call and make sure, you know, is it just a quick change? Is there more that needs to be done? And you Mm -hmm. need all the information you need for a regular project in Mm -hmm. some ways to make sure that you're going to bill for this, right? Yeah, exactly. You need to know what that change is. And you know what? It might be. If it's just like a little quick change, if yeah. it's like, hey, you know, we and we noticed this word in here and sorry we missed this the first time, but we need we need to change this. Yeah, like a fine replace. <laughs> exactly. Or even like can we get can we change this phrase? We just mm-hmm. found out that mm-hmm. XYZ. If it's in this is why you want to communicate with your client. If it is genuinely a quick change. Then you can say, you know what, I, I normally don't work on projects after they're closed out, but I can see that this is truly a very quick little thing. Mm-hmm. So I will do this this Build time. Some which goodwill. Is, exactly. Goodwill, but you're also establishing that this is not something you usually mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then on the other side of that, if they say, Oh, yeah, so we thought it we thought it was gonna be but that really kind of changed. So can you just redo it? To to Kate's point, that's your opportunity to say, I'm super excited to to work on this project again. Sounds great. Um, Since this is substantially different from the previous project, I'm going to work up uh, another quote and send that through to you or work up another proposal and send that through to you Mm -hmm. because it's a totally different project. Also, the other one is over. Mm -hmm. So this is is a new project. They approved the project. This is, for all intents and purposes, a new project. So Mm -hmm. other side of that coin, how could you have avoided this in the first place? great question. I feel like sometimes you just can't, sometimes things happen within business that you can't foresee, but majority of the time that creative brief and making sure that that is nailed down from the get go and Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of agreed to it. And by agreed to it, you know, you're writing it up. And if you want to send it through and just say, Hey, this is what I captured. Want to make sure we're all on the same page, then do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And when they're sending through feedback and when you've gotten it to a good place, don't be afraid to confirm that this is it. So you say, okay, so these are your final pieces of feedback. I will incorporate the ones they're like, yeah, this is great. Thank you. You say, okay, so just to confirm this, this finishes up the project and I'm good to send through an invoice, right? And you could say this finishes pro- the project, mm-hmm. this ends the project, this completes the project, whatever you want to say. But, and okay, and I'm good to send an invoice, right? And they'll say, yep, absolutely send it through. But now you have established that this project is complete. So mm-hmm. when they want changes later, there's going to be, first of all, you have a paper trail then of saying like, 
we said this was over and you confirmed that it was over. So it should not be any kind of surprise to them when you say, yeah, this project is over. So I'm happy to happy to work up a proposal for the new one. Um, but that should also keep people from from being surprised that they don't just get unlimited, unlimited um changes, which again, it's not their fault if they don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they, well, clients it, are going to keep asking. That's one thing you need to know about clients. Of A, they might not know which things kind of warrant a new project, what, where the boundaries are, but they're going to push until you say no. I've had clients like that where they're just yeah. going to see what they can get away with. Not, mm-hmm. And they're not bad people, but they just... Yeah. Yeah, certainly not every client by any means, but there are some kind of clients who are just going to see what they can get. Where's the line? They don't know where the line is, so they're going to see, they're going to get as close as possible. Okay, here it is. This is where a new project starts Exactly. whatever. Show them, so show them where the line is. And quite frankly, too, there may be clients who are coming back and being like, oh, we need changes on this. And they're expecting to pay more for Mm -hmm. it because they know, but you still need to, you still need to say it. But, and there's nothing... All you're doing is saying, great, it's a new project. Let me send you're you being very proposal. transparent. Yep. Yeah. So everyone's on the same page. There's no assumptions. That's what all these things are. No assumptions. Everyone's communicating what mm-hmm. they need. They're communicating, clients communicating, I need revisions. Great. You're communicating what you mm-hmm. need to do those revisions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and then too, it's it's similar, another difficult client conversation where you have had a good input, the, a good input call. You've got mm-hmm. all the information you need. You're working on the project. Maybe you, you give them, talk them through the first draft and they come back and they go, oh, the project is totally different now. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff has changed in the company. We didn't know about it. A lot of stuff has mm-hmm. changed. The directive has changed. Here's what it's going to be now. Can you work with it? Mm-hmm. So in the moment, what can you do? In the moment, you're going to say, you know what? I absolutely, I understand that that happens in business. Mm-hmm. However, this is a substantially different project than the previous one. So I'm going to need to work up a new proposal. If you'd like, I can, you can either pay the work that I've done so far separately, or I can factor those hours into the new proposal, whichever you would prefer works for me just fine. So you're still getting paid for the work that you did because Mm -hmm. they, in full faith, you began a project and they agreed to that. Um, But you're not just, you're not going to start all over again Mm -hmm. based on that previous quote. And typically, I mean, this is why I you I mean right, always track what you're doing and how much work you've done. Because for example, if it's like 30 page website and you're three pages into it, you need to get paid for those three pages. Could you charge for the full 30 page project now that it's changed? Mm, in this situation, it's a little not, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely get, again, get paid for the work you've done and or wrap it in if it's still, you know, 30 pages, but you need to rework those three pages. Okay. Here's the new quote that is for 33 pages essentially, Mm -hmm. because you're reworking three that you've done. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say, well, I'm going to charge you the full cost and then I'm going to bill you another full cost. It's a little, a client is going to have a hard time with that because you didn't do the full work. Right. So expect it is totally reasonable to get paid for the work that you've done, even if the project wasn't completed, but you don't, if there's restarting a new project, that does, that doesn't just go under the same quote, mm-hmm. uh, under the same project price. They're not, you're not getting, they're not going to get a project and a half from you just mm-hmm. because at one point they agreed to a price. Um, so yeah. that's what you say. And then on the other side of that coin, what could you have done 
initially to avoid that. Now, again, like we were saying, this is one of those things where sometimes things just change and the, the, they couldn't have known in advance, you know, their boss's boss's boss Mm -hmm. made a change and all of a sudden it trickles down. And then all of a sudden your project is totally different. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can't prevent that what's going on in their organization. But what you can do is when you send through your, your project quote, send through your price, make that project specific. And we talk about the three big elements in there. You want the, you obviously you're putting through the price of the project. So that's very clear, but you're also getting, it's not just website. I'm I'm writing your website Mm -hmm. for, for, you know, 1500 bucks or 3000 or whatever. Um, It's, you are saying five page website, including X page, X page, X page, and X page. The more specific you are, the easier it's going to be to say, no, this is a different project now. And this is different from the, this is different from what we originally kicked off. And even if you say, all right, yes, it's still a five page website, but in that input call, we had a totally different conversation um, than what you're looking for now. This is, I can add hours to my, like we were saying, but the, the more specific, and again, you can't, you can't prevent everything, but when you are specific in in that initial email where you say, this is, this is what the project is again, specificity, this is what the cost, and this is the date that I will get things to you. Then you can always go back to, and they, and and when they respond to it and say, yes, absolutely. Then you have an agreement and you can go back to that and say, look, this is the, this is the initial terms. This is what we agreed on. This is now a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another situation that we see a lot is and I've experienced it too. We've all experienced it where you kind of disagree with the feedback that you're getting from your client where you're like, Oh, this is really not the direction you want to go. Uh, in these situations, obviously knowing when to kind of pick, I say battles, it's not really a battle. It's not that dramatic, but knowing when, for example, I had a client who's like, Oh, we use the word, uh, consumer instead of, um, customer. Great. That's an easy change. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't see a reason, you know, personally, I was like, oh, this seemed to make more sense, but you know what? It's not really that important in the scheme mm-hmm. of the the messaging and the tone. On the other hand, when, you know, you've intentionally written a headline, for example, packed, you know, meeting with the benefit and they want to change it to something uh, very feature driven, let's just say, you might then say, nope, this is one I want to make sure that they know they're the client. So at the end of the day, if that is the direction they want to go, you have to know, like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But to hop on a call and say, hey, let's, do you mind if we talk for, you know, 15, 30 minutes, talk through some of this feedback. I want to make sure that we're all on the same page and putting the best foot forward for the project. You're all mm-hmm. doing it, not because you love what you wrote. Maybe you do. Great. But you're doing it because it was the right thing for the project Mm -hmm. and the client should want the right thing for the project. So if you say, Hey, you know, so here's why I intentionally did this and and it leads with the benefit. And I think it's a really strong messaging for your audience and for this medium. And you talk about how intentional you were when writing it, client might say, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I see where you're, Mm -hmm. where you're coming from. And they might not, but that's, you do it once you kind of walk through and whatever comes out of that, then yeah, you move on. When you, when that comes up, because say, yep, I hear that. This is my recommendation mm-hmm. and for this reason. 
and then talk. Always explain the why. Exactly. Then they have the information. And, but again, it's, it's, it is their project. They are paying you. Mm -hmm. So should they be listening to you? Very likely. Not all clients are going to, some of them Mm -hmm. are going to be, and some of them too. I've worked with clients who are like, I know, I totally agree with you. This is coming from my boss's boss. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, well, there's nothing either of us can do about this. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So you may just, but saying, this is my recommendation and here's why is, is the best way to deal with that other side of the coin. I know I keep doing this, but I'm very yeah. into it today, I guess. It's a very big coin. Uh, watching. Yeah, she's the, yeah, flipping the with her hands. Very large coin, <laughs> gesturing. Um, like on the orb. other side of the coin, like, a, yeah, okay, well, a flat, you know, it's a, just a big coin. Um, on the other side of this coin, uh, what could you do in advance to prevent this? Um, and again, this creative could be one of those. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Go. Okay. It's like she has a gold bar. That's (laughs) that's now what I've decided. It's a gold bar. But anyway, yeah, you schedule a creative review. That way you can walk them through the choices you made. Or, you know, some people do a loom video. Fine. To walk your client through the project and why you made the decisions that you made so that when they are, before they even give feedback, they're armed and informed with the knowledge that of what you did and why you did it. They have the strategy behind the copy, you know, clients looking at copy and just reading copy don't know what not, or, you know, they might not know what you, what you did and why Mm -hmm. it was so intentional. And if they have to then present this copy to their boss and their boss's boss, Mm -hmm. they have your information to say, you know, when the boss's boss goes, oh, why'd they do this? It should be this instead. They have the information to say, oh, actually our copywriter did that for X, Y, Z reason. And that's why. And then the boss's boss may go, oh, you know, actually that, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay. I see it. But if they don't, if they don't have that information, they can't use it. So the, it, whether you get on the phone with them, creative or Zoom with them, or you do, I, I know Kate and I would both I always know. default to yeah. have it in, in person. It so not in so person. Much. This is not in person. It's virtual. Zoom. Zoom. Um, Zoom. Zoom in person. Because uh, then you can explain. They can ask you questions. Yep. And then it, it just further builds your relationship with your client. It's a more of a collaboration too versus exactly. like me, them, deliver, toss over the fence. Exactly. And there are going to be projects you can do that, yes. But exactly. certain ones you want to... Yeah. And, you know, recording a Loom video can be great, especially if it's a client that you've worked with before. Maybe it's a slightly new project. So you want to kind of go like, okay, so, you know, this is stuff to look for and here's why I did this and here's why I did this. And you may eventually, Kate and I both got into this place where we work with this client so regularly that we could just send through our copy, Mm -hmm. you know, like here it is. And, you know, and they, they know you work so closely, but, Mm -hmm. but um, that takes a long time to get to because after a lot of coaching them how to be clients, but you want to to, you know, you're not just sitting down and like throwing words on a page, you know, it's not, so you, you, your copy, the project deserves for you to explain the the choices that you've made. And again, them knowing those choices can either help them, help, help them approve it or may help get approval Mm -hmm. if they have to walk that copy up the chain of command. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And remember you're billing for all of this time too. So whether you're doing a creative review or you're making a loan, whatever, that's all part of your project price. Mm -hmm. So factor that in. It's not like Mm -hmm. you're doing this for freebies. Um, similarly in this vein, you know, if client rewrites your copy, they, Hey, I loved your copy. Love. We love it. Done. Wrap the project up. You invoice it. And then all of a sudden you see it live and you're like, Oh, they completely rewrote that, which 
it's happened to me. And they were thrilled with what I delivered. Um, I one project that sticks out in mind. And I thought, huh, what did I do? I, I reached out and just like, Hey, just out of curiosity, just so I know for future projects, it was a client that I thought, Oh, we might work together in the future. It's going to help me. And it's going to help everyone to make sure that we're getting off to a better place on the next project. Can you give me some feedback on like what change, why, why, you know, I called out specific like headlines. Mm-hmm. I think a few headlines are changed just out of curiosity. What was, what was the thinking and what was the intention behind that? Um, and I forget if I actually got an answer, but you're well within your rights to understand, Hey, I just really want to understand what these mm-hmm. choices were. Yeah. And this is another one of those scenarios where if you don't ask, you have no right to make an assumption because you have no idea what's going on in the business. It doesn't mean that someone thought your headlines were terrible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they hated you. It doesn't mean it could very they well said mean- they love them then yeah. take them at their word. I feel yeah. like that's as humans, we do too much Oh, did they really mean this? Did they really mm-hmm. mean that? It's so much easier if you're like, oh, they like they liked it. Okay, something's changed. Let me let me mm-hmm. investigate what that is. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And you know the the how do you prevent that? This one is one that is especially hard to prevent. Yeah. You know, I think that the best way is just to keep an open communication with the client and to and check do in the with creative them. review. And exactly. so again, if you did a creative review and they loved it, I think that's, you know, sometimes if you didn't do a creative review and they rewrote it, then maybe there was key feedback that was missed possibly. Mm-hmm. But again, I agree. I think it's things can just change. And so yeah. being okay and knowing that, and that, you know, as long as you were paid for what you did, it's, Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you still use that piece on your portfolio. What I've done in cases, I think I have some of them on my site that are like this, but uh, I know there is actually, um, th- I will put the piece up and say, you know, the, the original headline that I mm-hmm. suggested was this for X reason. Um, the client, mm-hmm. uh, the client wanted to go in a different direction, you know, something like that. I, I do want to say the reason that I recommended the headline and that I re- and put that headline in, in your project description so that people can see that. So you can still get credit for the work that you did, even though it's, yes, mm-hmm. it's not in the, the produced piece, but you can still say, actually, the, what I recommended was this, the client decided to go in a different direction. I recommended this for this reason. That's key. And the client the decided to go in a different direction. What I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But this, you know, this all again comes down to to educating the client and helping them learn what it is to to work with you, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you they you, some clients we, we both had clients where they like feel bad so they rewrite it. Uh, I know you've had this happen before, and the the what was a project manager I think mm-hmm. was just like, well, I just felt bad, and you're like, no, 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 it's my job, it's okay, like. It's okay. Yeah. So and w- very it, well could be that situation. Exactly. <laughs> and I was annoyed with her before I talked to her. I'm like, why does she right. keep rewriting my copy? Why are you trying to do my job for me? So it, see, right? Jumping to conclusions, making assumptions. And mm-hmm. so I finally was like, all right, well, this is really annoying. So I'm finally going to talk to her. And this poor girl was trying to be extra helpful and felt bad asking me to make changes. And which, of course, then I was like, oh, I'm a jerk. Man, <laughs> well, why did I make that assumption? Clients, clients yes. maybe if they don't have practice giving feedback. Back, yes. they feel bad. It's not always comfortable, yes. but if you make it clear, hey, I'm expecting, and um, we have an episode mm-hmm. on how to deal with feedback. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting it, then yeah. Well, and you know, here's the and thing: they know that you're that, expecting it. I should say, yeah. These these incidents uh, can be frustrating. Absolutely, it can be yeah. frustrating. But the way to 
the way to deal with them, the effective way to deal with them is not to, is not to complain about them, you know, not hop in the, the Facebook group if you're a CCA student and complain about them and then, you know, have other people jump on and be like, oh yeah, clients suck. Because here's the thing is, no, clients don't suck. The vast majority of clients are great. It's they're just not, like us. Clients. Like people, just clients, like they're us. just like us. Um, <laughs> they're not, they're not doing this stuff intentionally. More often than not, it's because, and I say this again with so much love, more often than not, it's because you didn't educate them and have, have led to this issue. So I would strongly like, yeah, if you're frustrated, feel that for a moment, Mm -hmm. but instead of using that energy to vent about it somewhere or complain or, or things like that, a much better use of your energy is to go back. Okay. So in number one, fix the problem with the client there. And then two, set up systems or set up plans or, or whatever, add lines to your template emails or your, you know, your template proposal email to, to, or your standard proposal, whatever you want to call it to make sure or try to help ensure that it doesn't happen again mm-hmm. later. With yeah, a look at what client. you can control. What in what you can control is how can I do this better? You can't say, how can this client be better? You have no control over, but you can control your communication mm-hmm. with them. You can control and, your response to it and your mm-hmm. communication with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yet you're, you're both, uh, actual response, literal typing response and your mental kind of response to it of your emotional response. Yes. Thank you. Responses. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think one of the last ways in a way we think of, you know, venting. And I think one of the, the frustrating things when new copywriters starting out is, uh, client meetings that sometimes you'll, you'll have your first client meeting or discovery call or even a second or third, whatever it is. And a client will move. They'll have to move the meeting Mm -hmm. or last minute. It's a shift. And I think this comes from because, you know, especially when you're new and you don't have as much work going on, you're waiting for that phone call and you're like, yeah, it's noon or whenever it is noon, I'm going to be ready to go for the client call. And at 1155, the client's like, oh my gosh, so sorry, got to move it or even not sorry, or they mm-hmm. don't show up or whatever happens. Um, you know, if a client doesn't show up and doesn't apologize for that, then yeah, there's a, it's not the, maybe a client you want to go with, but if they so sorry, or just, Hey, I have to reschedule think about it, put yourself in their shoes. Life happens. You've had to cancel meetings or miss doctor's mm-hmm. appointments or miss hair appointments or miss whatever and move things. And it's not because you're a bad person. It's just. It doesn't mean that they don't life. respect you and don't yep. value your work. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, yeah, or if they you have a call and they don't show up for it, it doesn't mean that this is back to that. You can't make assumptions. You have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on. The, the CEO of the company could have walked into this marketing manager's office five minutes before your call was supposed to start. And there's no way they're going to be like, um, you're going to have to leave my office CEO because I have a call with our freelance copywriter. It, there's just no way that would happen. The, as much as you, you, we, we want to be in control of our schedules and we want to have things buttoned down and we want, you know, mm-hmm. when we get excited about things, but 
you you have to be flexible. Again, as Kate was saying, if this is this is happening regularly, then you may have to say to your client, um, "I've noticed that we've had a lot of reschedules lately. Is is there something we can do? Because you know my schedule gets busy and it's it's getting hard to accommodate these changes. Mm-hmm. Is there something we can do? Is there a better time of day we could choose that would be more predictable, or is there something I could do to to help out with this? Um, because this is this has happened a few times, and I just want to. I want to make sure that we're both, uh, we're able to accommodate both of our schedules, mm-hmm. you know, be diplomatic about it. But if it is starting to become a problem, then raise your hand. And again, very, very diplomatically, very, very, in a very friendly, professional way, discuss it, have, mm-hmm. don't sit back and go, Oh, my client changed the meeting again. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. You could you could sit and you could stew about something. This is with everything, right? Mm-hmm. You could sit and you could stew about it, or you could do something about mm-hmm. it. And I think you will be much happier in the long run if instead of sitting and perseverating in annoyance, if you actually do something. Yeah. And so one of the things I would do often is uh, set meetings in the early morning hours. As by early morning, I mean like nine, ten hours. 10 o'clock hour. I'm not, I don't get going very fast in my morning. So if a client missed a nine or 10 meeting, cool, I'm going on with my day and it's not interrupting my day, or it's not like I'm leaving lunch with a friend or whatever. If I do have lunch with a friend, then I'm going to just not schedule meetings after that, just in case or whatever it is. And so looking for ways I can take control of my schedule. So that if a client does cancel, it doesn't matter to me. It's not. And the other thing I would recommend, especially when you're starting out and you don't necessarily have a lot of client work, look at what else you can do. Great. I just got a half an hour or an hour back of my time, of my time to focus on my copywriting business. I'm going to write another pitch. I'm going to send my follow-ups. I'm going to look at my website or add the piece to my website. There's so many other things you can do that are good uses of your energy. And so looking for those ways to productively fill your time. And again, especially when you're first starting out, because I know it stinks so much when you have your first discovery call or your first whatever. Um, and you don't have a lot of other client calls lined up, fine, get -hmm. some pitches out so you can have other client calls lined up and be excited to have time back to do that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Taking action is doing something is going to, it's going to change your mood about it anyway, because mm-hmm. if you stick, because it's very easy to go down this rabbit hole of, oh my client, oh no. is this going to be how it always is? I don't think I can stand it if this is how it always is. But, 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 but. Instead of letting yourself spiral, go, okay, oh, no, this is, this is annoying. What can I do to move my business forward? What can I refocus my attention on? It, it, you have the choice between focusing on something arguably negative and focusing on opportunity and positivity. So where are you going to put your attention, right? It's really, it's as simple as that. Where are you going to put your attention? You're going to choose to keep it on the negativity and self-doubt and, and assumptions, or are you going to put it on the positive thing? Okay. What can I, now I have extra time. What opportunities can I make out of this? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think lowering on all of these situations with clients, whether it's them rewriting your copy, them not showing up for meeting, uh, getting feedback in a way that doesn't work for you, whatever it is, I think lowering the amount of uh, mental investment we put in those things and just saying, you know, it's in the scheme of things, not a big deal. 
not a big deal. What What is a big deal? I want to grow my business. I want to move my business forward. Okay, what are the things I can do to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the vast majority of time, it's not about you anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we gave you a lot to work with. Um, uh, if I were you, I would probably save this episode because you know what? At a certain point, you're going to need to come back to this. And mm-hmm. actually, even if you don't have these difficult discussions with your clients, maybe it's because you implemented the tips we gave you yeah. before you get into it with your clients. So definitely save this one. Go back, take some notes because um, there's definitely stuff here that's going to be helpful for you. And then, of course, with that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.